you're listening to the overly relevant opinions of two girls, 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 two we're talking about books that changed our lives. Um, you're tuned into Two Girls, One Cock podcast. Yeah. Um, podcast. And the cock is... In. Fully. <laughs> and lubricated. It's also called... Not lube. No, it's not lube. What? I mean, I did bathe and oil myself. My name's Ruben Christian. Isn't I don't it? know where these two um, Instagram, Ruben Christian 1, Twitter, and YouTube is Ruben Christian. You can find me there. Let's not hope... Let's hope this is not the first podcast that my dad listens to because he hasn't listened to this show. <laughs> Hello, Nikki's dad. That was all in jest, by the way. At N-I-K-E <laughs> underscore one on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's at N-I-K underscore E. I'm an artist manager and I'm joined by... Incognito Joe, teacher. Oh, yeah, I haven't been saying what my role is in previous podcasts. I'm a teacher. I have a job. I don't just hide from life that's not my job no socials Uh, like comment share so this is the second books that changed our life podcast I mean we could keep going to 10 probably between the books yeah we love books I I don't know how we missed that before I don't know we knew we knew we liked books but I didn't know we knew we liked books this much yeah we'll talk and we tend to maybe pick about three books per person and talk about them chop them up who wants to start the ball rolling on this episode? Me. Recently, I read a book that made me feel so comfortable with who I am because I was questioning myself and I was doubting myself and I thought I had problems. The book is called Refuse to Choose by an author called Barbara Sher. Ah. Right? And basically what she spent her life researching is polymaths, commonly known as oh, multipotentialites yeah, yeah. or scanners. These are people that have multiple interests and work within different industries all their life and they get bored very quickly and they jump to the next thing. Uh, But before I knew I was one of these people, I used to beat myself up for either being lazy or not interested or just being uncommitted. But what I've realised is that I'm one of a few people that dip into different fields, uh, grab a whole load of skills and then mix those things together and come up with new things and it's something to be celebrated as opposed to looked down upon. It was such a weight off my shoulders. I remember man. when you read the book mm, and you geez. were like, guys, I think I'm a polymath. Mm. I think you're polymath too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and being a polymath is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know polymath. People <laughs> yeah. know polymath, bro. I'm a specialist. It's cool, man. You're a specialist, <laughs> isn't it? And can I, I, just, I don't know what this is about me. I kind of want to take a little bit of credit for you reading that book. Because I sent you a link. It was you, Joanna. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And You're that welcome. video, it was a TED Talk by yeah. you. And that TED Talk, so led me to research her. Yeah. Buy the first book, read that, know that I'm not um, a problem child. Yeah. And then I bought her second book, which is about Teamworks, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm so passionate about. Yeah. And I want to work on certain Help. things I want to do. Yeah. yeah. It's about it yeah, saying isolation. Basically, isolation is the dream killer. What's the yeah. name of the author again? Uh, Barbara Sher. Uh, S-H-E-R and she says like we read these self-help books we meditate we mm-hmm. watch the motivational videos then we're like yeah we're amped up and then we run off and try and do something by ourselves <laughs> by yeah, ourselves yeah. and it flop 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 flops you yeah. need help 
regular accountability, regular meetups, and just help, man. Just inspiration as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Inspiration, not just whipping you. Do you know what I mean? Just going, yeah, yeah he did a good job. Yeah. Like, how about this? Oh, I'm talking to that person. How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just constant, like, and go, and keep going, yeah, and work harder. I know, no, really. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm stopping, man. I've done it so bad, I went mad for a while. Yeah. Self-flogging. Yeah. yeah. But at least Is on it... the plus side, I ain't a waste, man. True. <laughs> I've been trying to ting for True. a long time True. is self-flogging flagellation or have I made that up <laughs> no that is I think you know right. when you're such a nerd you don't even know like it's just funny man sorry it's funny iterating words yeah flagellation I um, don't know if it's real or not you know when you store words in your mind and you don't yeah. know you've got them stored that's what I'm saying and you just yeah. come out with it flagellation flogging or beating either as a religious discipline or for sexual gratification brap mm. anyway <laughs> we won't go into that <laughs> my, my, my uh my uh, multi potential like brain went off on one. Um, okay, Nikki, no, you go cool. For it. Um, a book that changed my life. I'm gonna dive in with Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm-hmm. right. um, by Robert Kiyosaki. Correct. Um, I read that maybe 10 years ago now, um, and I was blown away by how simple he made money seem mm. and how to accumulate wealth and why people accumulate how they accumulate wealth and why rich people are rich people yeah and then their mentalities and the outlook in comparison yes. to poor people and it wasn't um I, li- I like the fact that it wasn't um condescending it wasn't if it, there was no negative well there was some negative emotions attached with being poor but it was more like everyone can understand how money works and everyone can access you know this whole world of being wealthy and i like that and it excited me and um, yeah, it's the first time I heard about um, that whole concept of, for example, for example, um, buying antiques because they hold their value. So basically, he said the habits of the rich are they will invest in things and that hold their value. So they might buy antiques, um, like paintings and stuff, and know that it serves a dual purpose. Mm-hmm. Not only will the picture look amazing on the wall, but in twenty years' time, it would have tripled in value. Right. So um, it's they're like an heirloom. Yeah, they think long term. And then in terms of cars, What's for example, an heirloom. Sorry, what does that mean? You know, the treasure that you hand down. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, um, and then for example, in terms of like cars, they're big on vintage cars because not only do they look really cool, they're unique. No one's going to be driving this car on the road, but it holds its value. As much as it's an old car and it takes, you know, costs a lot to repair those cars actually go up in value whereas investments investments investments, exactly whereas the cars that you get from a parking lot apparently the moment you drive off the parking lot they've decreased by like 30 percent yeah um so yeah just that whole kind of mentality and like um the idea of passive income that was the first time i'd read about passive income yeah like the whole idea of trying to create things that generate money without you lifting a finger um so again like um like yeah, well, things like paintings or like, but more. Have you got any paintings then? No, any I don't. Cars? But Not a good yet. a good example is that royalties. For example, I'm in the music industry. I do have royalties. Oh, um, so if you write or if you've contrib- contributed to any um, musical piece that is then exploited, um, as long as it's registered with PRS, you'll forever be getting change of getting that. money off it. Um, so that was like a you know a brainwave as well. So yeah, the whole book is like life-changing tips on how to make money and it's mm-hmm. really really good and i recommend it Sick. and there's a series as well retire rich retire young he goes deep he goes yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah go on joe oh so the one that i was going to mention was the power of now by eckhart, eckhart Toll. Toll. um lots on ted talks lots with lots with oprah winfrey as well you've read it 
Yep, yep, yep. Have you read, read it? I've, I've read, read, read A New it? Earth. Okay. I haven't read a poem now. I've okay. got it in my shelf then to read. Yeah, and I think for me, that was life-changing because of the timing of my life, the, the time of my life, no, the timing in my life that I read it, I was open to to what it was saying. I think if I'd read it at any other different time, It'd it wouldn't like, have ah. had the same effect. Right, right, right. Um, and it, it kind of... What it says, you know, just enhancing now, being present and kind of not see, you know, not, yes, you have the past for memories, you have the future for being excited, but actually all you've really got is now and embrace it and enjoy it and don't spend so much time in your mind. He kind of goes on to talk about your mind actually being quite a bad thing if you're not connected with it. If you just let it run, control you exactly, yeah. and most of us do because it's so hard. We have yeah, and that's what he says. He's not exactly. He's not saying like I'm not saying this is easy. Mm. He's just saying I just want you to know this so that you can be aware of it. That's what then actually spurred me on to like more meditation. Yeah, that yeah, spurred yeah. me on Anchoring on, yourself onto that. into the moment, right? Yeah, and it's hard. And it, again, he's not saying you know constantly you're just like um. He's just saying that let you know let thoughts flow. Don't harp onto them. And I've, I've told you this story so many times. He was what spurred me on to talk out loud. So he he was what spurred me on to be sat one day waiting for my friend. And that's another thing he says, you're never waiting. Don't ever wait. Just be. Don't feel like you're waiting for something to happen. Like I was waiting for my friend to pick me up. No, just sit. Just if, when your friend comes, your friend will come. But don't yeah. sit there using that time to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the thing. But as I was I've, there... I've, I've used that. I've, I've worked like that. Now. Yeah. I'm good like that. When now. I was there... Um, that's when that person came next to me and was jabbering, jabbering away. And I was kind of like, is he crazy? And then I thought to myself, no, Joanna, you're the crazy one because you're the one jabbering away in your mind Yeah. to yeah. start talking out loud. I mean, I know I've said this before and that was good because by talking out loud, it made me realise how much I was thinking and how tiring it was and how unnecessary it was. And that's not to say we don't need a brain and our mind is a bad thing. No, we just need to make sure that we use it so that it's not using us. Yeah. And that we use it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, w- the main premise I got from that was that we live, we can only ever live in the now. Yeah. The past are, mom- are now moments gone. The Done. future are now moments yet to be exactly. experienced. So all we really have is, is now. Exactly. But then there's a balance in it in modern life. Like ambition is about projection. Yeah, that's what that I mean. Not stuff, so. it's not bad to um, project and visualize, so do your but don't live there. Right. You know, like so spend have some time sort it out and then get back exactly. Into the now and, and build past, bricks one by one. Past isn't a bad thing to be because you got good memories, you got lessons learned. Mm. But don't you know? Don't live in it in a negative way. Yeah, don't some... live in the future in a negative way. In the sense of yeah, I'm gonna do that when I'm gonna do that when yeah, yeah. when that happened. No, no, no. Have a vision, have a plan. Mm. Yeah. But also, what you've got is right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, enjoy what happened in the past. You know, have fun memories. But what you've got is right now. Fair play, dope. I'm trying to think if I um, wrote Hit me, specific Nikki. notes on that. Let me just see if I had. Um... Miss you again. Where was it? Where is it was me it? again already? It's you again. Oh shiz. Oh, there it is. Can I just quickly say sorry? Please do. Past. Forgive with empathy and love. Present mindfulness. Future I am enough. That linked in with Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, but that was actually taken from someone else. But it all linked in. Mm. And I thought that was deep. Yeah. Where was that from? I can't remember what that was from. I think that was from, you know the, um, uh, is it called Mindful Valley? 
and you get oh, yeah. Marissa Pugh. I am enough that's it Marissa I am enough okay. yeah she speaks about that as well uh, present past and future that's a very very deep um, YouTube video if you ever mm. want to watch it what's mm. it called uh, Marissa Peer talking about I think the title of it is we all think we're not enough or something but she mm. just talks about being enough and she just said that's, that is the underlying condition of everyone yeah of, of all illnesses <laughs> basically of all like mental illnesses and yeah. kind of, I am not enough that's what yes. she said so you just need to, I am enough. I, I don't think enough. she's done a book, but if she has, I'd sure. buy it. But yeah. All right. So my next book is Deepak Chopra, Why Is God Laughing? Yes. Joanna, you said you've read this. Because I took it from you. Oh, yeah. And I only recently, I had it for years and I only recently gave it back and he signed it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So Deepak oh, when did you meet him? Deepak uh, Waterstones. Uh. He was doing a book signing. So I went down there because I'd read one of his things prior. I can't remember what it was. It was probably that book actually someone gave it to me it's dope and funnily enough it's a, it's the story of um a stand-up comedian a really really famous stand-up comedian in in the story he's got money he's got his yard but he lives alone he's divorced his wife he lives alone and so, supposedly he's at peace he's cool he's living the life he wants to live and then his dad dies and then he has these odd visions of his dad talking to him from the grave and then this random man appears and is basically his mentor, kind of like sent from heaven or whatever. And he's just teaching him these little life set lessons. And I'm like, basically, just the main premise is don't take life so seriously. Don't be fearful over everything. Everything you want or you need, you already have it. Mm. Stop trying to get so much more. There's one story in there that was so poignant for me, man. He'd, so the, the mentor guy takes the main character... Um, on the is is just on the beach or something, and there's this piece of scaffolding that's quite wide. Let's say it's a meter wide, right? And it's quite long. And he goes walk across the walk across that scaffolding. So the guy walks across it. He goes cool, yeah. Walk back, cool, yeah, cool. Then he goes follow me. It takes him to the top of a building, right to the top of a building where there's two mm. buildings next yeah, to each yeah. other, and the exact same bit of scaffolding was now in between the two buildings, and it was a massive drop to the floor. And he goes, walk across it. He goes, I ain't going to walk across that. He goes, but you just walked across it earlier on on the beach. Why now, when there's danger around the same sides, you don't think you can do exactly the same thing you don't normally? And it just, just something clicks mm. about how we project danger. Mm -hmm. Perception. You know yeah, perception, man. It's perception. So much of it is a dope book, man. It's yeah. such a dope mm. book. Easy to read as well. Yeah, Very and then at the end of read. it, he's got his 10 spiritual laws to success in there. Mm -hmm. And they are really, really good. Dope. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, I'm going to talk about another old, oldie but goodie, um, <laughs> Outliers. Oh. Um, that was so another mind blowing moment for me. I just, yeah, Malcolm Gladwell, like what a G. Like, I think he, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while now, he did a whole bunch of research, um, to establish what makes people masters in their field, and um, came to the conclusion that they've all irrespective of their discipline have spent 10,000 hours mastering their craft um so it's not a coincidence it's not you know by accident that Serena Williams is an amazing mm. tennis player mm -hmm. yep. she's been playing tennis since she was about five years old mm -hmm. yeah and Lewis Hamilton Lewis Hamilton and it's like 10,000 hours I think equated to 10 years so it could be that you started at five and by 15 you're a pro do you know what I mean because mm -hmm. you've you've spent 10,000 hours so it made 
it makes everyone else feel a little bit better yeah. <laughs> about not being not like being them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I guess also what you can take away from it is focused effort. Do you know what I mean? If if anyone in this room, you know, focused effort on one particular thing right now, we'd be a master in it. Mm-hmm. And then we still have the capacity right now to decide today in 2018, I'm going to start working on this particular thing. Yeah. And after considerable time I will become a master in it um, and then he also talked about the fact that certain people have played important kind of uh, roles in history due to being born at the right time being in the right place yeah. so mm-hmm. it's not all down to they're just like so insanely uh, talented you know a genius yeah. so, so like things at, at play right so many work. factors at play so like the one that stood out to me there's loads of examples in this book by the way guys but this one um, stood out to me he talked about Bill Gates and basically said that Bill Gates was destined to be at the lead at the forefront of the technological revolution because um, he was born, I think, early 60s or something. And then um, he was in a privileged area in California. And in his summer, um, his his parents and all the parents of the other pupils that went to the school put their money together and put together a computer summer camp mm. mm-hmm. um, which is unheard of in the 60s so yeah. in the 60s you were, he already had access to computers really early then then he went to a uni the only uni in the country that had a 24 hour computer lab so when we're think, thinking about the 10,000 hours he was clocking up those hours way ahead of everyone else yeah. mm. and it's down to privilege really do you yeah. know what I mean so yeah, yeah. he was destined to be at the forefront of that whole scene so wow. yeah really 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 Cool stuff, man. Mm. Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell. Sick. Joanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it back to me? Yeah. So a book that I'm, I actually haven't finished at the moment, and I'm finding it quite a hard read, but I don't feel like it is a rush to finish it because I think the basic principles are kind of just repeated. So it's not a great read. You know, it's not like I'm recommending, like, everyone, you have to pick up this book. But again, it kind of just reinforces... Um, thoughts that I'm having anyway so the book's called Ask and It Is Given by Esther Hicks and Jerry Hicks yeah Yeah. and I mean some people are a little bit wary of them and of this book because it's all about Abraham Hicks and some people do see them as a little bit um well culty hmm? see them as culty yes yeah exactly see them as a bit of a cult um so their whole thing is that Abraham Hicks speaks to speak through them who is abraham hicks that's what they've named this power this higher intelligence yes oh wow yeah 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 yeah. this is what i mean so you kind of have to take caution with it and there's lots of like meditations there's lots of which i don't so basically the meditations that they have i would never listen to them as i'm going to sleep oh stop i'm creeped out (laughs) go on go on and that's just me because Because it is, like you said, it can be seen as very cult-like, but actually the premise of it, I agree with. And it's basically saying that we all have a connection to the universe. We are all connected. You're connected to the flowers, you're connected to the trees, you're connected to the grass, you know, you're connected to this sofa you're sitting on. We're all connected by this energy that runs through the universe. And the whole idea of asking it is given. If you put out to the universe that energy that is what you will get back 
Do you know, like I was saying to you about coincidences, they're saying that if you're thinking about, oh, I really want to buy Evian, I really want to buy Evian, I really should buy Evian, suddenly by coincidence, you constantly see, you suddenly see lots of people drinking Evian, you see it in the shops because that's what's on your mind and that's what you're putting out there to the universe. Mm. Is this, are they Scientologists? No, oh, I don't okay. think so, I don't okay. think so. I'm curious to learn about Scientology. Yeah, me too, I want to watch that program. Yeah, 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 that's something I really want to learn about. Um, so yeah, so that premise, I you know, in the whole spirituality side of things, I believe that, you know, I am part of something bigger. I mm. believe that there is the power does have the universe does have power and that we are all connected in that way. Um, the other thing that they kind of say is that also that works for bad energy as well. You know, if you're putting out them rubbish at this, I can't do that. I can't. Then the universe will answer that. Mm. You know, I believe that. So Jeez, the, the premise of it. How about for comedians who make jokes? <laughs> <laughs> The, the premise of it yeah. like I said I like it's not an easy read like I said it can be taken a bit like oh what's all this gibberish but I think I feel like I'm able to take it on um, I kind of like take what I want from yeah, it yeah um, because they do talk about the source and you know they kind of use all this different terminology but I like the I like that idea that it's not all about me. Do you mm, know what I mean? Mm. I'm connected to something bigger yeah. and my path is kind of set and I'll take different turns and different journeys and you know what I'm putting out there to the universe, that's what I'll receive. And I believe that. And then sometimes I question it because I'm like, so what the homeless person, you know, hasn't got a family, what what all they need to do is think happy and they'll be happy. So you know, like I question it yeah. and I have my mm -hmm. my doubts and my reservations over it. I'm not like, yeah, they just need to think and be happy, then they won't be homeless. Like I'm not at that point right but i like the idea that how i can take it on in my life sick sick yeah. sick 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the name again um ask and it is given by um jerry and esther hicks can't see you reading that one it's a bit creep yeah sorry yeah it's a little bit i don't know like it's a big book as well so it's a lot to get through i'm religious so anything that kind of ties into that i'm interested in mm. but the fact that there's things to listen to meditations or whatever is a bit and the fact that they've <laughs> she had, does they've got this kind of unknown entity speaking through them that's, yeah, that's the bit yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So unsettling when, so yeah. she does conferences and stuff and people will come and ask Abraham questions oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow wow alright wow. so you know it's a little Le leading yeah. on from that right here's my, so my next book so we've heard of Napoleon Hill yeah he wrote Think and Grow Rich yep. have oh, you heard yes. of his second book or a book after that called Outwitting the Devil you told me about this before. Oh, oh my I gosh. still need to read that one. Yeah. So anyone that's read or heard about Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill spent his life or um, a considerable amount of his life going around the world interviewing hundreds and thousands of people on success and also on failure and understanding what makes you successful, what makes you fail. Mm -hmm. And then he came up with a book, Think and Grow Rich, which I believe is 10 points uh, to help you think and grow rich. <laughs> Right, um, and and it, and it was a bestseller, and it done really well. Did you grow rich? Uh, not yet, because <laughs> I think I'm still on the journey. I mean, I'm rich in terms of character and spirit and soul. I like that. Do you get me? So that's ninety percent of the battle. But air sandwiches aren't that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't eat air sandwiches. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you, everyone. I'm grateful. Um, going back, so then he he released that book, and it done well, and he got rich. But there were some things people were saying, look, we're, we're trying to do this, but we can't implement it. Things aren't working. Things aren't working. So he went back to the drawing board. And if I've got this story wrong, guys, please comment and let me know. Um, so then he went back and he wrote another book, right, which is entitled Outwitting the Devil. And the whole book 
is basically a conversation between Napoleon Hill and the devil set in an empty courtroom where it's just the devil on what's it called Nikki on the not the podium in a, in a uh, court the stand law. is it called the stand yeah 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 so the devil's on a stand that was right? me that answered by the way and I'm not thanks Joe <laughs> yeah but no one knows that I, I didn't thank anyone I just said thanks do you know that's what, what I mean? she wanted to take credit assumptions <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the devil's on a stand and Napoleon Hill is asking the devil questions and he's being really really explicit with his questions and the devil is answering totally and utterly honestly hmm. and Napoleon here was trying to decipher why there is suffering and why there is sadness and the devil is answering totally honestly as long as the question is extremely succinct and Napoleon here went in man and I think the greatest lesson I learned from there is the difference between well basically supposedly there's two types of people on earth Mm-hmm. drifters and non-drifters drifters are people that kind of just just drift through life they're not really too sure who they want to be with they're not really too sure what they want they just float and get knocked around by life yeah. and then there's non-drifters who say this is who i am this is what i want take action and oh my gosh right and keep changing until i'm they... now getting even more vexed i could have written all these books now, exactly that's something i've thought you know here's another thing though i'm right? not being i'm not being facetious Nikki, I, like, I genuinely mm. thought that I, f- I would think to myself why do some people take control of life and actually, you know, direct it how they want it to go and other people just sit back and go, oh, yeah, do you know what? Yeah. This is not happened to me. Yeah, yeah, happened yeah. to me. Yeah. Drifters and non-drifters. Wow. And here's the interesting thing, and I always say this. When you I, still got time. You when can I still write a book. This book it's a skill, yeah. it's a skill. What do you think the difference of uh, drifters and non-drifters are in the world according to the book at the time? What, yeah, mentality? Percentage-wise, percentage-wise. What percent of the world are drifters? Oh, are? I would oh. say 70% are drifters. There's more drifters. How much? Keep going. 90. 80. There's more drifters. 99. 98. Wow. At the time, according to this recent, 98% of the world are drifting and 2% aren't, right? So I'm reading that. I was like, you know what? All my life I've been uh, I've been doing my thing, right? I haven't got a job. I've been directing my life. But then I was reading through it and the, one of the most biggest... Well, the signs of being a drifter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading through it. Yeah, of course I was. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a That's drifter. Me. I'm a non-drifter. I'm in the 2%. I assumed immediately. But then later on in life, I referred back to the book and I was like, the worst people are the people that think they're not drifting, but they're drifting. Mm. I was about to say, Do I you think... know who those people are? Go on. Comedians. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think the other, the other thing that happens is people... Take control, drift. Take control, drift. Mm. Take you know, and go through like mm-hmm. cycles. Mm. And so I don't think I think there's a lot. I think everyone's guilty of drifting, basically. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the people that uh, don't think they're drifting, they're people that are going all out for what they think they should be going all out. But deep, 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 deep down, they know that they should be doing something else. Uh, yeah. And I've been guilty of that. And mm. I've been guilty of it. So now I'm like I'm challenging it all the time and trying to get back on the path. Or get mm. onto the path that I think I'm supposed to be on. That was a dope book, man. Sick, sick, sick. Um, okay, so for my final one, um, I'm going to talk very briefly about you are a badass. That's 10 minutes ahead. I keep bumping us. So okay, we're good. Cool, we're cool, on 26 cool. minutes. You are a, if you're American, badass. Badass. <laughs> or if you're English, badass. <laughs> By Multi-posterior. Jen Sincero. <laughs> Um, she calls it the self-help book for people who desperately want to improve their lives but don't want to get busted doing it. Whatever that <laughs> means. Is that quite new? Um, I think it is, right? 
Well, let me tell them you. I'll Napoleon just look Hill and stuff. see inside. Yeah, definitely. Napoleon Hill is ancient, oh, isn't he's it? He's fully rotting. <laughs> this 2013. Wow, yeah, fully new. Yes. So I will just try and find a few lines. But yeah, basically what I like from it, it um, the subtitle is how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. And that is something that resonated with me. Um, you know when you're capable, you know you're capable of doing something, or mm. that you're destined for certain things, but mm. you go, not me, oh, yeah, not little me. <laughs> yeah, how dare I? How dare I do that? Mm. So yeah, this was line. so yeah, I found this really cool. Um, oh my, and it's just there's such a common theme in all these books, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, the universe will match whatever vibration you put out. Mm-hmm. You can't fool the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the opportunities available, she's like, it's like we're surrounded by this all-you-can-eat buffet of incredible experiences and insights and feelings and opportunities and things and people and ways to share our gifts with the world. And all we have to do is align our energy with what we want and take decisive action to allow this good into our lives. Decisive action. Um, do you feel you've been doing that? I feel I've always been doing that, but then I always feel that I should be doing even more of it. No, I don't think I've always been doing that. All right. Yeah. Do you? Do you feel like you were? No. Because it takes, I think as well, it takes a lot of energy. And I think you sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself and just be like, I just need to drift for a little bit uh, just for my own mental health and just to get, just to recharge. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, it feels bad to say drifters, but I just need to recharge. Right. And so I think though, mm, I, yeah, a little bit of reflection time as well. And even like as we're, as we're reading this, I think, these books sell so many copies, like millions yeah, of copies. So but the one that, yeah, I think you know what I'm going to say. And I think it's interesting that we are people that seem to underline things, refer back to them and really try and embrace them and make them part of our lives. But also in that, we're not reading them to be, even though it's like think rich, grow rich, rich dad, I don't think any of us are, are reading that to go. And because I immediately want to snap my fingers and be a billionaire. You know, no, that's no, not no. the goal. It's about, for us, success, whatever we see success is, happiness. Fulfillment. Um, fulfillment, exactly. And just us as people. And I just think there's so many people out there that go, yeah, I read all these self-help books. Yeah, I read them all. Yeah, I read them all. But, you know, don't implement. And I'm not to say yeah, we're all great. We implement everything. all of it. No, we don't. Because, like I said, we're, we're always trying to go back and remind ourselves. Mm-hmm. And remind ourselves that there's a different way of thinking. There's a different way of living. And I think it is about not going OTT on them and just being able to say, right, what can I implement more from that? What can I take from that book to try and make positive change? Yep, definitely. Um, Sorry, I got on my soapbox a bit. There. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know good. I love it. <laughs> um, some other little quotes um, receive compliments gracefully so this yes. is where I got it from earlier yeah. receive compliments gracefully from somewhere um, she also says uh, yeah just tips about just living a more joyful life mm-hmm. um, just see what you can get away with yeah. sometimes yeah she's I've like been doing that for a long time <laughs> um, lose track of time which is what we were kind of alluding to earlier um, and keep being the beginner. She's like, one of the best things about starting a band when you have no idea how to play an instrument is that you don't care if, you, if you're rubbish at it um, oh, because wow. you already know you already know you do. Mm. Um, then once you learn how to play, you get all serious. You become overly critical and hard on yourself and you don't let yourself have nearly as much fun anymore. The trick is to let the beginner live 
alongside the expert. Instead of pretending you don't know who she is when she tries to sit with you and the new cooler, cooler more experienced friends in the cafeteria, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it's just like you suck the joy out of something because you become good at it. And now yeah. you, yeah. So, yeah. It's about maintaining your inner child, right? Yeah. So that as an artist, you stay your inner child. When you're creating, there are no, and I teach this to people all the time. There are no boundaries. There are no wrong answers. There are no bad ideas. Let everything out. Play, 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 play. Once you're done, okay, go back. Now use the professional brain to start rearranging what you've got. Mm -hmm. But also it's about judgment, isn't it? It's like you have to do that in a safe environment, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. So you need to be in a safe place. Yeah. To do it. To even feel that you can do it, I guess. Um, fear is all about how you choose to look at things so by changing your perspective on it you can let the fear of not doing the thing you, mm-hmm. um, you're scared of mm-hmm. fuel your quest to greatness mm. and there's just loads and loads of little nuggets yeah. that just pump you up and get you ready to go um, nothing has any value other than the value we put on it that's yeah. so true it's like jewellery means nothing to me yeah me personally yeah, just yeah, me yeah, yeah. yeah me neither why is that fixed 50, 60 grand? Mm. Mad, if it isn't it? If it's purposeless functional, then yeah, but it's just an illusion, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. It's a mad thing. Did you have one more? No, no, no. We can we can save it for maybe another another episode on yeah. our love of books. But I know Nikki's got a summing up for us. I have tried to. Nikki's conclusion. So <laughs> just to recap on the book so you can look them up and buy them if you're interested. Um, Mine were Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. You Are a Badass by Jen Cicero, which is um, S-I-N-C-E-R-O, and Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Rubens were um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon, Napoleon Hill. God is Laughing? Why God why, is Laughing? Why is God Laughing? Um, by Deepak Chopra. I can't remember your third one. Uh, Refuse to Choose by Barbara Scher. Refuse to Choose. It's a really old book, but it's so dope. Mm. I'm going to have to write it here. And Joanna's were Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. Asking It Is Given by The Hicks. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And let us know if you have read any of those books, which one was your favourite if you have, um, and what books you recommend for us to read. Mm-hmm. 100. Yeah. This has been Two Girls, One Cop podcast on SoundCloud. You can check us out, soundcloud.com forward slash Two Girls, One podcast. And on Apple Podcasts, baby, just search Two Girls, One Cop <laughs> podcast. I've been Ruben Christian, Ruben Christian One on Instagram, Ruben Christian on Twitter and YouTube, but I don't tweet. You just sound like Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. <laughs> um, and I've been Nikki. Um, Instagram is nik underscore e1 on Instagram and nik underscore e on Twitter. And I've been Incognito Joe. Like, share, comment. No socials. Two girls.